welcome to the Juneteenth special of Rebel FM. Juneteenth. <laughs> I just can't even give a straight face. I don't even know. It's, uh, when I was trying to write it out earlier and spell it, it seems so weird Teenth. to spell it Juneteenth afterwards. How'd you do it? Was it apostrophe T? No, I just said June and then T-E-E-N-T-H. Teenth. Ah. Like. That makes sense. Seems yeah. like apostrophe sh- should go before it because the apostrophe takes place of the nine. So mm. it's like 19th. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth. 19th. So anyways, this is our Juneteenth special. And uh, unlike the a lot of the holiday is upon us. Unlike all of our <laughs> other specials, it's actually not recorded on the portable recording system, and you won't have to listen to us eating. Um, so I'm Anthony Gallegos. With me is uh, Arthur Geese. Hello, Tyler Barber. Happy Mustache Month. And and uh, that's about it. It's so, November is the Mustache Mustache no. Month, right? Or is it October? It's a uh, facial hair February followed by mustache March. Well, then this you grow is your all over the place now because in February, and then you cut it all into just a mustache for March. I mean, last month was Beardtober, according to some people. Okay, see, so now there's there, there's no official standing. We no, need it's an facial official hair stand. February mustache see? March. It, he's for for once, Anthony speaks logic. No, I, I that that I mean that makes sense because it like wraps up really nicely with like the F in February, and then. Yeah. Yes, you thank know, you for explaining that to us. And, and, you cut, and you cut it all off into just a mustache, and you have a nice one going at the beginning yeah. of March, and then it becomes who can stand the shame the longest and keep it like the whole month, because uh, most people give out. So, it's okay. like that that bet in Knocked Up, how they bet their their roommate that he he can't leave his beard growing for a year. Yeah, they talk about him being uh, Cat yeah. Stevens and Osama bin Laden. That's right. That's right. Exactly. It's good um, comedy. It it's is good comedy. Um, so games we've been playing, Tyler, kick it. Oh. Well, um, How are you bling boogie? I've been bing and boogie. Uh, played a lot. Of, you know, I'm playing Modern Warfare 2 in my my spare time multiplayer. Um, had had an unfortunate accident with my Assassin's Creed 2 disc. Yeah, did you turn it? Is that how it happened, or did your console just fuck your disc up? Well, it it started when I was gaming my Assassin's Creed, and my Xbox started making a lot of loud noises, and uh, and I was like, oh shit, sounds like red ring of death noises. So I uh, so I unplugged my system and moved it to a different shelf on my uh, console and placed it horizontally. Did you wait to to move it? I mean, I'm well. It was off. I well, mean, yeah. I mean, you unplugged it, and then how long did you wait after unplugging it to move it? Uh, I don't know. What Thirty that seconds. How long it takes? Because the to, it takes the dicks the disc, the disc. It takes the dick a while to <laughs> stop spinning. Well, I'm sure it stopped spinning by the time I turned the system off. Went behind my console to unplug it, and then around the front but uh you know so 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 repositioned it horizontally when i did that i noticed like my disc tray i, I the way i describe it is is it it feels like a, a, a loose tooth when you're in elementary school like your tooth's about to fall out like my disc tray you can literally like <laughs> jiggle it <laughs> that's a, that's the noise of jiggling hmm. uh, back maybe and forth a, maybe there's some sort of spring or something yeah something not having it so how i decided you, to uh what's how long up have you had this 360 I've had it for uh, I've had it for over two years. Well, probably about two years actually, just on it. So it's out. It's out of warranty. Are you sure? Yeah. Isn't I called it? Microsoft and asked. They said they wouldn't. They they said they wouldn't fix it for free. So basically, what happened was um, after I laid my console horizontally, I tried to install Assassin's Creed, thinking that might help because it would it was making loud noises when the game was loading. And then around the 53% mark, 
uh, installed, I got a disk scratched error, which didn't surprise me at first because I've tried to install Fallout Fallout 3 multiple times on my 360, and every time around the 53% mark, I get a disk scratch error. That could be when it changes layers. See, but my Fallout 3 disk is not scratched at all. But I noticed... Um, after that happened, I just tried to reload the game, and that's when I got like this game disc is unreadable. And you I was should like, take oh, it to someplace shit. that'll do resurfacing and see if that. I mean, yeah. but at this point, if that's if that's happened with other games, I mean, there's a good chance that your disc drive is just burning. Oh, I, yeah, out. that's true. I'm just saying for the sake of mm-hmm. having Assassin's Creed being able to run better, yeah, being able to resurface yeah, the disc would help. I mean, at first I thought I was completely shit out of luck, but then I'm just partially shit out of luck because I find that it runs Assassin's Creed, but all of the audio is out of sync. Like all of it. Imagine playing Assassin's Creed where dialogue yeah, and everything. Yeah, I mean, go go to like a mom and pop the... video store and ask if they'll resurface yeah. it because usually they've got good resurfacing stuff because it's worth their time. Or somewhere that sells used CDs, like they'll usually mm-hmm. have resurfacing stuff in the they'll back. Resurface on it. Like at Tower, we definitely had a resurfacer. Yeah. But uh, what have you actually been playing though? Um, it... baby games. <laughs> Baby games. I've I've been playing a lot of uh, independent games that are in uh, indie games that are in the independent game festival running. There's a big judgment going on. Let's talk about don't shit your pants first. Yeah. So uh, one of the games is actually titled "Don't Shit Your Pants," and um, some people might be familiar with this game because it came out I think last uh, spring. And it's 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 basically like a text game. Yeah, it's classic text adventure except you have like really really pixelated art that goes along with it yeah. it's like the for people who've seen the movie big it's like the stupid text wizard adventure he's always playing at the beginning and it's like that except it's a dude that needs to shit his pants yeah and the game's only like a minute and a half long <laughs> yeah that's it, does, it it does suck that once you figure out how to beat it that's pretty much it although i but, heard there are different awards you can get for different yeah. ways i mean yeah, if that's you type the, shit your pants he'll just shit his pants and then yeah you, I, you lose <laughs> <laughs> like i played it i i i solved it two different ways I mean, so. don't you win, really? <laughs> you always win. He always does shit. Did you Did you ever try to fart? Like, like you'd be like, release it'd be like, Oh my no, god, the pressure's that. getting extreme. So you're like, fart. And if you fart, he shits his pants. <laughs> but but if you say fart softly, he'll because it'll be like the pressure was too great when you farted. You shit your pants. But if you say fart softly, it'll it'll add forty five seconds to the timer. It'll be like, ah, oh, that worked. No way! Yeah. Oh man, you're blown, Anthony. Why am I not surprised that Anthony is the fucking Zen master? Don't you? <laughs> you know, like when you're just like, I just got to do a little, and you're like doing the really tight butthole fart. But <laughs> totally do that in that game too. But the first time I did it, I was like, I was like, pull down pants. All right, you've taken off your pants, and I was like, shit, you need to shit on the floor. And it's like, hey, congrats, you didn't shit in your pants. <laughs> yep, like that counts as winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've heard there are other ways. The only ways I've ever won is shitting on the floor and shitting in the toilet. I have successfully shit in the toilet. Although one time I definitely <laughs> sat on the toilet without pulling down my pants and still shit my pants. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't think about it. I just said sit on toilet yeah. thinking he would naturally pull down his And the pants. little guy, he's so funny looking. He's just like this balding tubby guy and like, like a, a wife beater, beater and, and sweats. Some blue sweatpants and some fucking flip flops. <laughs> And he's so happy, he, like, puts his arms up when he shits, like, not in his pants. Yeah. Hey, that's a success for most people. So, yeah. So that game's pretty awesome. You can play yeah. that for free online, too. I'm pretty yeah, sure that, it's, like, a browser Yeah, it's based on Newgrounds, yeah, If you just search Don't Shit Your Pants. Yeah. It comes up. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, it's up there. I, you know, I wouldn't consider it winner of the uh, IGF Awards, but... 
It's That's a clever kind of, little it's time got a waster. certain novelty to yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But there are some genuine, uh, really good games in the running so far. Um, my favorite one that I've come across is this game called uh, Nud, N-U-D. And uh, it's it's a tower defense game. Is that like a download game? Like you download that one and install um, it? Yeah, yeah, you download it and install it. But it is like, a, I believe it's, I don't know if it's a, technically a Flash game or whatever. But you just play it in like a little bitty window on your PC. It doesn't even go full screen or anything. And, and and the graphics are actually a lot like Captain Forever, um, but the whole thing that makes this uh, tower defense game interesting is that like your adjacent towers uh, can give the towers next to it properties and benefits. Like this mm. tower increases other towers' range around. So it, there's or, a reason to group certain towers together. Yes, exactly. And so that one was actually it was a, actually a it's lot a of fun. Twist. Yeah, it was really competent and uh, just real basic graphics, really cool. Um. Some other ones that I played that were that were okay. There was one called um, Broken Brothers Deluxe, and it was the beta. And it, it's like a real time strategy game that uses like uh, vector stylized graphics. And uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's kind of fun. I don't know. It really didn't impress me too much. Like you basically just uh, it reminded me like a little bit of a mix of um, of like Company of Heroes the way. Uh, you're you're collecting resource uh, resource capturing resource points, points. instead of right, but you also do harvest stuff, so it has a little bit of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't play it long enough to really catch what was this game's special little Genesis thing. Yeah, yeah. Gen- I mean, the, one of the things that was cool was every point you captured, you got an upgrade on your units, and you could choose what it could be. So like, you could get. Uh, three tanks that spawn in a group instead of two, or you could get, uh, you can unlock bombers, or you can unlock different units and stuff. So, it, I don't know, kind of add something to the capture points. For some reason, that just reminds me of the original Command and Conquer, which I think is the only one that did this. But in that, um, like you'd use engineers to take over buildings, like you do in, in all of the Command and Conquers. But uh, if you sent an engineer into the like a building that constructs vehicles or units mm-hmm. as an in, like on the other side, a lot of times it would give you a completely new and previously unavailable unit. Oh, Like, cool. that only that combination could build. Like, if you were uh, not and you took a GDI helicopter base, you could you could build a kind of helicopter that that was the only way to build it. Like, the <laughs> GDI couldn't build it. And some other stuff, too. But Man. That's Man my non... My, my off-topic bullshittery. Bullshops. What else you got? Um, I played another game that's named very similar to the tower defense game is called node n-o-d-e and it's like a uh it's like a puzzle game uh and it's and it's based around hacking uh it, it was really complicated and really hard like i got my ass kicked pretty immediately like i don't know it's very abstract all the all the graphics are just like these little round balls that like once you place one it'll move forward in that direction like basically making sort of a pearl necklace looking thing and uh and yeah it's like trying to describe it's really weird but basically you want to get your uh horde of little pearl necklaces <laughs> are any over of these currently the playable uh yeah like yeah by people at large yeah some of them are actually um i i want to say nud is available the tower defense game and uh i believe node is as well but I don't think Broken Brothers is because that one's a a beta. A beta, yeah. Um, and I played some other ones too. Um, I played this sim 
this flight simulator called a new zero, but I want to play it again because I don't know. I just crashed a whole bunch. And that could <laughs> As just be me happens sucking. In a flight simulator. Yeah. Cool. So and then in addition to that, ridiculously addicted to Captain Successor. <laughs> I knew that. Which we didn't get to talk about last time well, because it, it came out the day we re- recorded. How different right. is it than from Captain Forever? A lot. Well, it, it, the basic game is, is the same. It's kind of like saying how different is Gears of War 1 and 2. Like, I'm not saying that okay. they're as good, but I'm saying that, you know, they're, they're, they're the same basic premise. So, so because we have talked about Captain Forever on the last three podcasts, perhaps you could give me a Reader's Digest version of the changes yeah. that have occurred in Captain's uh, successor. It, you know, they, 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 they add new pieces basically uh there's there's more of every type of piece so there's like more thrusters there's more weapons yeah before there was just one type of thruster it, yeah it shoots you one direction only. yeah whereas now they have some that are like omnidirectional that work sort of like on um like like the the, the halo marines the stinger the stinger it has those little omnidirectional yeah the way you work on like the vtol see, aircraft yeah the exactly. way you see a space shuttle and it has like a three-way thing that can shoot out gas in each direction to keep it mm-hmm. they, yeah they, those they've worked a lot to be able to like make it to where you're not just like pushing yourself forward but you can really mm-hmm. have a spacecraft that can strafe and yeah. stuff like that and really just like all the parts make the game even more of i don't know in my mind i i, I can't break the fact that I think this is just like an evolution game. It's just about adapting, surviving, evolving. That's fair. Always. One thing that yeah. I that we've never talked about about that game that I really like that it's such an easy thing to overlook is that each gun type of gun makes a different sound. Yes. And so sometimes I've found myself outfitting my ship with even lesser cannons just because it almost makes like music. It does. Shoot, it makes a like, melody. There is a melody. Boom, ba, boom, yeah. Ba, like because they have different tones. Mm-hmm. I just think that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's not important to the game at all, but exactly, yeah. But it, no, it, but I mean, it's important to the experience. I think that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. It, it it almost sounds it the melody it makes it reminds me of the Jaws melody. Not not it doesn't go do dum do dum, but it just sounds like you're tracking something. I don't know. It seems like here it does add an intensity when you're like hunting down or you're being hunted. Yeah, and like another thing that Captain Successor adds is it adds pieces that aren't offensive. Um that sort of augment your other like they have repair pieces where any part attached to that will be repaired when it's damaged and they have another piece that alters time so any if it's a thruster or a weapon it'll increase the rate of fire or it'll increase the output of the thrust and having things like so. missile launchers or boosters that like give you a temporary speed boost all those things are mm-hmm. way cool it is and cool. The, the background is and actually ge- that, geometrical now it's not just a I grid. noticed that you uh, discovered how to take screenshots Yes. Because you were emailing me screenshots of your ships. Yep. So I appreciated that. <laughs> Speaking of which, was that Swastika ship you sent me? Was that one you made or was that like a, a computer one that was just spinning around? Uh, a, a, a user sent that. Oh. A, a user, a listener sent that to me. Um, but but what, what happens a lot in Captain Successor is the enemy ships will blow themselves up because I've, some I've of the weapons that. are so crazy. Yeah. So probably what happened is this ship blew itself up in the shape of a Swastika. Yeah. It was probably uh-huh. way more elaborate looking. Yeah. A fucking likely story. To well, it, sometimes you'll see that they'll get blown up, and the computer doesn't know how to recover, so they'll oh, just sit there and spin. Yeah, in a all circle. the time. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 lastly, the other important thing to mention is since Captain Successor is out, Captain Forever is free to anyone. So now anyone can play the first version, which in some ways I feel it honestly is the better version. Because I feel like the end game in Captain Successor is just a war of attrition with shields. 
Have you gotten to the end game in Captain Successor? Nah, it's man. just it, it, it's just the blinking guys flying around with a ridiculous amount of shields. I think that makes sense. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, in some ways, I prefer the first Geometry Wars Retro Evolved to the mm-hmm. second one because the way that the multiplayer is factor in sort of just changes the way that you progress. And mm-hmm. yep, yep. But yeah, so that's that's my captain forever. I'll I'll try not to bring it up again too much, but I fucking love that game, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm aware my you do. I God, like it dude. too. It is such a good way to like if I'm just like waiting in Steam to auto join a game or something. For me, it's like that game that I just play, and if it gets or waiting for press to go back to you. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's like a it's like the same way I play Geometry. It's just a time killer. So, is that it for you? Man, that'd be a dial. Arthur. Uh, well, let's see. I played some Island of Dr. Ned today for Borderlands. Oh, the DLC? Did you fight zombies? The Dulk. Uh, I did fight zombies. Or did I fight zombies? There were fucking zombies coming out of every orifice. Could you tell the difference between, like, zombie AI and supposed enemy AI that's supposed to be Uh, I mean, they don't have guns. (laughs) Like, they all just rush at you. Um, And there are a few different kinds of zombies. Like, some of them will spit. Uh, and there are suicide zombies that basically carry uh, elemental barrels on their back and rush at you. Mm. Um, and there's like these other like huge zombies that carry like an endless supply of elemental barrels. That does this DLC raise the level cap? No, this okay. DLC does not raise the level cap. Um, it does add achievements, um, which is nice. Yeah, that's um, good. Always. It is a an enormous amount of content. Like Andy, Andy, Eddie, my boss was saying it's. Like forty to uh, forty to fifty new missions. Jesus, um, it's a. I mean, it's a gig download. It's not small by any yeah. means. Like the the install for Borderlands is three gigs. So, I mean, that's a pretty substantial amount of content. And it's very, it's very narrative driven. Like there's an intro cinema to the island of Doctor Ned, and there are frequent cinemas interspersed throughout it, sort of describing the story and it's totally tongue-in-cheek and ridiculous in the way the borderlands is the fact mm-hmm. that it's coming out so close to when the game's coming out makes me wonder if it was supposed to be part of the original game or not i, I mean it's a pretty giant I... chunk of content i don't i think that i it's... mean when i talked to randy pitchford before the game even came out in the first place he had told me that the first chunk of dlc then would be coming out like like it would hit before any other game would typically put out dlc and i, yeah. I think that I would like it if they kept up a stream of content like this because it is the only way I'm going to keep playing the game. I th- from the like, way it was insinuated to me by the 2K people that I talked to was that as long as the game continues, to, the game sells well, which it did. Yes. And then if the DLC keeps selling, they'll continue to right, dedicate to resources to it. it. I mean, it, the, I, I have no interest in going through the entire single-player game, like the entire standard single-player content again. Uh, just to do a second playthrough. Like, that doesn't mm-hmm. interest me. No, if I did it, it would be to play a different character and to yeah. only be with friends. Yeah. Um. So this is a good way to get me to take my siren, my level 36 siren, and go back into the game and play something new. Okay, see, that was going to be my next question, is, like, what level are you going into the DLC and do you uh, scale? It, it okay. doesn't scale. It is a level 35 quest. Oh, it is? Yes. I thought it scaled. Huh? No. Uh... Like, uh, we were there with... Uh, we were in Brent, who is the creative director for Team Xbox. He hosted the game, and he's level 22. Uh, and Tom Price was level 15, and I was 36, and Andy was 42. And it definitely seemed like it was tailored most towards me. 
Mm, it seems weird. It seems like a bad idea to not have it scale. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking, like, there are probably a lot of a lot of the people who would buy the DLC are probably the same people who are, like, level 50 right now. Well, I mean, I, I imagine that if you have several level 50 people in, it'll get a little harder. And yeah, maybe, more enemies. Maybe there are quests in there that are higher level quests. Uh-huh. Um, but, I, I don't know, it's clear that it's endgame content as opposed mm. to... Um, like just random DLC, right? I, at least that's the way it feels to me. Um, so, I mean, thus far, it, it's not without problems, though. I mean, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on Rebel FM, but we definitely talked about it when I went on co-op. Was uh, that when the game is dark is often when it's least fun. Like how I know that most of a lot of us would wait until it got light out again before we started playing because it's just it's hard to pick stuff out and it's just like there's no real easy HUD element to identify enemies in the dark and they sort of blend in with the background and I feel that same way about most games that don't have artificial light throughout the whole level if they're big open worlds and this is all this is all dark all the time like the first time I saw zombies they were like smudges of black against black Mm. that slightly changed the outline of the scenery in front of me and that's how I knew they were coming yeah um and also there were often times in Borderlands when the frame rate would get really bad, uh, when there was a ton of shit going on and a ton of For particle like brief effects. Moments, yeah. Uh, this throws dozens of zombies at you, and there's just so much shit going on that the the frame rate literally go, drops to the single digits in parts. Or it did with mm-hmm. us playing with four people, and that was always the hardest points in the engine is when you have like a fucking siren or two that are setting off their phase walk with giant explosions coming out of them and elemental explosions everywhere it just like it doesn't perform particularly well um but that could be a network issue we were having really bad latency um so that i mean that could be part of it i'll have to play some more of it to sort of get a better feel for it but as far as amount of content for the ten dollars they're charging it seems reasonable man it's only ten bucks what I mean, was, ten bucks is kind of a lot for DLC. What was uh, the Fallout DLC? That was like twenty bucks. Price though, right? for DLC, Fallout DLC was ten. It was 10 each time. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I uh, played some Tropico two or Tropico three. Tropico three? three. How's that? What'd you play um, on? On three sixty, I played Ooh. the three sixty demo to do impressions for Team Xbox. Um, cool. It's. I mean, I had fun. It it doesn't seem to have any serious issues going to the console interface, um, so hmm. I'm actually looking forward to it coming out here. I guess it's out in the UK already, um, which is why they released a demo here for some reason. The 360 version? Yeah, it doesn't come out in February until yeah. February here. Weird. That happens a lot with uh, more European uh, games. They think are going to perform better. I think huh. just like Blood Bowl is already out hmm. in Europe. But that's not coming over to the U.S. till like the same time Tropico does. Yeah, it's just there are certain games that they know that this isn't necessarily its prime market. Um, I think the the thing that's going to be prove the biggest hurdle for Tropico is the price because it's just going to be a rough sell as a sixty dollar game when it's a forty dollar PC game. But um, yeah. But I mean, it's it, a tough sell. It it's it's different than Civ, and it and other than Civ Rev, there's not really any other strategy game quite like this on the console. So it fits it 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 occupies this niche really well, mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely got its own personality, which is all about manipulating and fucking people over to pad your. I mean, it's very much account. the same game that I talked about on. Yeah, shows. exactly. 
um, except it's on the 360 and you use a controller. Um, it still looks pretty good. Uh, the frame rate can chug at times, but that's to be expected. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to to using my my <clears throat> religious zealot to to force Christianity on everyone. Oh, nice! Uh, I'm taking the the anti Anthony route. Nice. I yeah, I sometimes do it too. Why not? Yeah, make them all crazy. It's a little fun. Um, and then I'm trying to. I mean, I played some Saboteur, which we will talk about next week. Um, Once the embargo lifts. The th- yeah, it lifts on the 3rd, which is next Thursday. So we'll record on Wednesday, and then it'll go up when the cool. embargo's up. That way people just don't feel like you're teasing them. Yeah, no. I, they it's, gotta know it's... It's, it's all embargoes. Like, I would talk about... I, we haven't even played that much. Because um, Anthony and I are both reviewing it for Games by It does suck Xbox. that they only got it to us this week, though. Last week. Last week, even. Sorry, last week. But it's like... <laughs> And there's like the holiday week, which almost doesn't count. For I mean, a lot how do you feel about that? Like having like nine or ten days for that kind of game doesn't seem long enough. To be honest, I mean, most games we get though we get we don't get them in a time frame that I would say as long as I mean it's never as long as you'd like almost ever. Assassin's Creed Two was an exception to that, and I think the the reviews bear that out a little bit. So, I mean, it is really a lot of times like, you know, I don't know. It seems like it would be in everyone's best interest to get it to them as early as possible. But, you know, a lot of times it comes down to the wire for a lot right, of Right, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm sure on their end, the developer and publisher end, too, they're like, well, we would love to get it to you, but... Yeah, approval like, processes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just went gold like a day ago. Right. Yeah, so. Um, um, so, uh, I played a little bit of Shadow Complex today because we're talking about Game of the Year considerations. Nice. So how do you feel about it? Um, I don't think I played enough to really come really to a judgment. It. How far um, did you get? I'm like right, just right at the beginning. Okay. Like I played for maybe ha- like half an hour. Nice. Um, and in some ways, I like the ways it controls and the way that it works. But in others, it just. I mean, I think that maybe I made a mistake putting it on difficulty three or four instead of leaving it on normal. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I'll talk more about it. I feel a little bit like a sellout given our previous conversations talking about Shadow Complex now needing to play it, but. Yeah, well, but you Arthur know, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Yeah, and you know, like one thing I wanted to mention last year when we were talking about our big regrets of last year was this was one of them. The fact that like I started playing Shadow Complex, but then when I started really thinking about all the shit, I was just like, you know, oh man, I'm just gonna feel weird playing this game. Like I'm just not gonna finish. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to to come at it with as open a mind as I can yeah. to be as fair as I can as a game. Exactly. But I, I still have a lot of reservations about Orson Scott Card and and Cher's continued involvement with mm-hmm. him and whether or not that indicates a sort of tacit approval for similar political beliefs. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and for me, it, it was like nothing that had anything to do with the game. I mean, it was just like some of the quotes that Card has exactly. gone on I mean, it's saying, all... Like, I just can't get that shit out of my head, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's all that. Yeah, it's like, like oh, come on. Like, if someone said that they didn't want to play a Tobinobu Itagaki game because he seems like he's super big-headed and arrogant, then I would get that because he absolutely seems super big-headed and arrogant. But, um... But, uh... I'm watching Anthony's cat bite the shit out of his hand. Um... Um, What else? Is that it? What? What is it, Tyler? No, what is it? Forgot to mention, uh... Because a lot of people have been 
emailing me about Captain Forever and were asking about the song and the YouTube clip, and it was made by um, Andrew Lay- Lays, and you can you can listen to it on Farbs.com, which is his blog. There you go. So yeah, that's it. I, that. I mean, Sorry. honestly, between the saboteur and Borderlands and having like eight million things to write over the last week, I haven't had a lot of time to play stuff. Well, and we're recording really early good. this week too, so yeah. that's a whole day. I played some uh, Fallout Three, more Fallout Three. Oh shit! Played through the 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 Anchorage, uh, the Operation Operation Anchorage, Anchorage and Mothership, Mothership Zeta. Zeta. You content. played a lot of fucking Fallout Three in the last. Yeah, that's week. a lot of content. What did you think of Anchorage? You played like a part time Anchorage. Jobs Anchorage worth of made 3. me realize that uh, yeah. that you guys were definitely right when you were talking about that Fallout Three as a shooter would have been a terrible game, like if it was just a shooter, and that. Uh, in a lot of ways, it definitely it it requires the VAT system to be fun, because shooting and stuff like that. Like I use it a lot of times in the regular game too, just like non VAT shooting when I run out just to finish guys off. Mm-hmm. But uh, like that that whole part is so run and gun, especially because on the normal difficulty, like you're pretty like on, I mean I wouldn't say you're invincible, but you're pretty damn hard to kill. The you take a ton of bullets. I mean by level eighteen, and you're rolling around with all those guys, and 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 between that and just the fact that like there's health stations all over Everywhere. the place and, full and ammo armor stations, ammo stations, yeah. yeah, it's just like it was fun. It's like fun to see the narrative of it, like what's going on in this, like in in what happened in Alaska, you know, and uh, to have that different dynamic of like being commando, pulling off missions, rolling around with the squad of guys, squad, yeah. Um, but beyond that, like it was, it was uh just the right length too like if it had dragged on for any more it probably would have gotten old real mm-hmm. fast especially because once you're in it you can't back out was so. the um were the previous fallouts on pc were they squad based at all no no it was mostly they single. were isometric slash i think you could get a dog RPGs. with you like dog meat oh, okay okay you could get, like, i was a just curious or something but uh but yeah so you know and that was that was weird because uh you know then you do that and then you know spoilers if you haven't played it uh you know the guys all turn on you, but I didn't see it coming because I was just in there looking at the armor, and all of a sudden I was getting shot, and was like, "What the fuck?" And all those guys—it seemed like they were shooting each other too. Like everyone just went ape shit. Yeah, it's because there are some people that uh, that want to defend you, and the knowledge keepers there, and, other, and the other guys want to take it, like and take just, all the stuff and just do what they right. They yeah, need Defender to do. Shibley and his guys. Yeah, yeah if, just... if you run out in the hallway, you can catch their confrontation. Yeah, yeah I, I ended up just shooting everyone. Like I didn't understand that there was a difference. I just started wasting. Well, I mean, some person. of them are highlighted in red or whatever. Yeah, some of them. Well, I killed shooting. anyone that was red, but I didn't see. I, afterwards, I couldn't find anyone else. I mean, they like, might I, have died. Yeah, they probably got like killed. everyone seemed to have died. That's one thing about Fallout and Oblivion both is that they're just so willing to let you let fucking story important characters die, and in some ways that's cool, like that you can affect the world that way. And in other ways, it's just a royal fucking pain in the ass. I usually just roll with it if it happens. The one time I've only it's reloaded, I've only yeah. reloaded once, which is like that Star Paladin cross died, oh, and I okay. didn't know that she could. So then I reloaded because I was just letting her go in. I didn't even help her because I just oh. assumed she get knocked unconscious. Yeah, like, yeah. What happened to a the lot only of time people. she ever died for me is there's a uh, there's a a ruined city that has this alleyway that has a guy and a megaphone talking, and basically you find out that he's wired this entire alley with mines and grenades, and if you walk through it, he he detonates it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much to reload. Honestly, if someone dies a lot of times, I kind of like the idea that if she were to... Like, now that I know she can die, the next time she dies, she's just dying. 
I'm gonna take her hollow tag. I'm gonna take it back. She can have her story told. Like, <laughs> basically, the only purpose she serves for me is a mule to hold stuff. Anyways, she's pretty worthless in combat. So, um, yeah, it's all about Fox as far as hiring. But yeah, and the the Mothership Zeta content was really cool. First, it was brutally difficult. Um, but once I had all my armor back and I had one of their alien rifles, that was like a piece of cake. Those aliens I all did die that in one shot. Whole thing without my original equipment. Oh, did you not realize that you could have picked up? Your I equipment? I just went the wrong way, I guess, when it told me I could get my equipment. And man, that that was a punch in the balls. Yeah, I mean, I, basically, once you have the alien rifle, it's like the the wind gun. It just kills right. everyone in one shot. The headshot just blows yeah. in pieces. And I eventually was rolling around with one of those like drone cannons too. Just blowing up everyone with that. Which are kind of cool. Those are the ones that fire the arc, like in an arc. Yeah, it's like a grenade launcher a basketball or whatever. Um, yeah, that Mothership Zeta content was really cool in the way you meet all those guys. And at some point I was like, am I going to be able to talk to this, this samurai guy? Like, am I going to find someone that can speak Japanese to him? But he totally ends up meeting up with you and defending the bridge with you with this fucking samurai How did sword. you like the space battle? Uh, yeah, it was... I mean, it was... Uh, for what it was, it was really cool. What was the space? It was, I, I haven't played this content. So. so eventually you take over the mothership, and when you do another alien mothership rolls up, and then you have to like use the death ray on the mothership, your mothership, to kill it, and you have to sit there and be like, full power to shields, full power to death ray. Or half, half power, power to shields, half power to death ray. Oh, weird. It's like a little mini. Because if it nails you when your shields are down, basically you'll have to run around and reset all the uh, the power Yeah. Stuff switches and hmm. and meanwhile you're being attacked by some aliens trying to retake the bridge like, like they beam they beam on board and like the cowboy and samurai that you freed that have been frozen for a long time are like defending you this blows my mind the fact that there's a cowboy and a samurai yeah they <laughs> there's also an astronaut that they the find dead yeah, he's dead but yeah yeah you find people throughout time that right. you actually take the astronauts clothes and go on a spacewalk on the surface of the mothership yeah. rad so yeah i mean it's 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 really cool that spaceship battle's pretty basic. Yeah, it's just like full power now, full power to the. It's just cool that it's in there. That like, like I said, it's cool for what it is. The game's not supposed to be a space battle thing. It's kind of unexpected that it happens. So, and then once you have it, you have a spaceship you can always return to, which is pretty badass. And the even guy there like, will make even special when you weapons for you. Exit the content. Yeah, you can you can walk back to a, a homing beacon and transfer back up. To oh, the I mean, red. once you finish it though, but once you're in the mothership, you have to, you, you can't, have to finish the content. You can't leave until you're finished. Okay. With but it. you get some badass health things too. These like biogels that are basically like way better than stim packs ever are. I think you can fuck yourself up though if you take. Too you many can if the, you uh, before they're modified. Yeah. Like before they're modified, they still heal you, but they'll also have side effects. Whereas once you find this medic guy, who he can modify them and make them usable for humans. Nice. So. Yeah. Good old Fallout still kicking. Yeah. Still, later. And I mean, he still hasn't done the two best pieces of DLC, which are Point Lookout and Broken Steel. Yeah, I haven't beat the game yet. So. And um, there's so much other shit to do. In that game, it yeah. Is, I mean, I've done a ton of side quests too that I just don't feel like getting into. I do side quests all the time. Fucking mind-boggling how much shit is in that game. Although mm-hmm. it still feels a lot less content-rich than Oblivion, which really? isn't a knock against it. It just feels like Oblivion had so many more random side quests I would pick up than this. Like I don't picture myself spending the hundred hours I spent in Oblivion. Right. I wonder how much that has to do with the fact that there are like guilds. And shit like that in Oblivion, whereas there's I just no, think that like, this is like a more focused experience, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that also there might be a lot of places that you haven't come across yet, like the People's Republic of Dave. <laughs> I, I've I haven't marked my map. I haven't been to it yet, though. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's it's 
Fallout is a then totally Oasis, which is also amazing. I've seen Oasis. Yeah. If Fallout is a totally great game. It's really cool, but yeah, I'm enjoying it immensely, and obviously. I'm, you know, I'm of the opinion that that the game itself, even though it's like a destroyed landscape, that it has this I don't know, there's something like There's beaut- a majesty yeah. to the landscape. It's pretty. That, that game has some of the prettiest sky out of out of a lot of games. Their skybox yeah. in that game is really fucking good. I agree. I don't know. Um, you've also been playing Silent Hill Shattered Memories? Yeah, although I can't probably talk about that too much. I mean, everyone's seen it a little bit here and there at previews, you know, so I don't want to talk Which about Which one stuff. is that? Like, I don't want to get reviewy or anything like that. Um, Silent Hill, it's the, it's the remake of the first, or the, the remake is wrong. It's like a, it's a like the way that, it's like a relaunch of the franchise in some ways. Because it's like, it's like Batman begins to... Batman from right. Tim Burton. Like, they're totally different. What platform is it on? It's a Wii. It's a Wii okay. game. And, uh, you know, it still follows, like, the basic premise. Harry Mason looking for his daughter after a car crash. Except it's just, like, it's totally different. There isn't... The fog isn't there like it was, hmm. like, a big deal. Like, now it's, like, all about snow. And when it turns all Silent Hill on you, the whole town freezes over and you watch it happen. Like, is it just, like, sweeps the land and everything gets frozen and car lines go off? Looks actually really good. I yeah, mean, I mean that was. I mean, I was watching you play, and I actually thought that the game in general looks perfectly serviceable, especially for a Wii game. It does. It looks really good. Um, and one thing I really love about it is, uh, you know, it's not. It doesn't like like a lot of survival horror games are doing these days. There's no more of the, you know, you hit a door to escape and it loads through. This one's not like that. You know, it's it's all continuously going. Nice. And so yeah. when you open a door, you grab it and then you use the stick to determine how fast you're going to open a door. So, like, if you're holding forward the whole time, he'll just, like, finish opening the door. But you can, like, nudge it to where you can, like, slowly open the door and pull your flashlight through and look around before awesome. you commit to going through. Yeah. And if you see something, you can just pull the door shut and run the other way. <laughs> I, can they open the doors? Yeah. They can open doors and come through a lot of times. So, um, so yeah, they do a great deal of making it, like, really scary where, you know, you do what you would do. You'd stand in the door with your flashlight and be like, is it okay? Why do you think it is that they're doing this on the Wii instead of the next gen? The... I say next gen, the the HD consoles. I don't know. That is a good question. Do you think it's just because of like how, I mean, Silent Hill Homecoming didn't sell that great. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I assume it didn't sell that great, though I don't know what type of numbers it actually so, did. So, I mean, maybe it's just their attempt at doing a cheap reboot to, see, to sort of test the waters. Or maybe some other company had some idea of a flashlight game that they were already working on. They were like, you know, maybe we could just redo Silent Hill. We have that license. So, who knows? But it's, it is really cool. And the cell phone now, like it's got like a modern take on like your cell phone plays so much more of a big deal. You use your cell phone to call people like hmm. other characters you meet. You can call random billboards you see and they actually work, you know, and uh, you get random messages through your cell phone, which is also your Wii remote speaker. But that's actually not like it doesn't come off as gimmicky to me when I play. Right. This. Yeah. That sounds like a cool little working yeah. of that. Speaker. And the flashlights all linked to the Wii remote pointing, which nice. is really nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, problems, any problems? So far, you know, just there's been a couple of points where enemies killed me and it was like I didn't know where to go, but it's so it's so early on and they do some really cool things with like psychology and stuff and it I don't know. It even warns you at the beginning, this game has psychological terror, blah blah blah. People with blah 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 should not play it, maybe. Should blah blah blah. So it's pretty cool. I, I think that game has a lot of potential to be like maybe not who knows like how great it'll be, but mm-hmm. I, I actually think that it could be a really cool game. Man, as someone who's not a who's never been you know loyal or or a fan of the Silent Hill series, um, 
that's one of those games that seems like uh, every time I turn around, it's like there's another Silent Hill coming out. Like for a while, they were coming out every every year, pretty much. Really, and, every and eighteen like, months, all over the place. Like cell phones, card game. <laughs> oh yeah, well, gun survivor titles. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty much Japan exclusive. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much it's been like every eighteen months for the console, with like maybe like two and a half years between like Silent Hill: The Room and Homecoming. Hmm. Um, that's because they were sort of disappointed with how The Room did. Yeah, The Room was kind of a weird game anyways. The Room, I don't even think, was supposed to be a Silent Hill game when it started out. So it was very different from all the other games. But, uh, you know, the, but in between The Room, I think, and Homecoming, they also had, like, that PSP version. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a pretty cool franchise, and it has some of the best music in video games in my mind. That guy is such a great composer. So... That guy, because I don't remember his name. But he's that guy. The guy that does the Silent Hill games. Silent Who's Hill like guy. creative advisor to all things Silent Hill at this point. Yeah. So, I just like those games over Resident Evil a lot of times just because they are more of a psychological horror. They're like Jacob's Ladder to Night of the Living Dead a lot mm. of times. So I just hear you say good soundtrack and for some reason my slightly tired brain wanders to Assassin's Creed 2 again. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of games with great soundtracks out lately. So. You know, I actually honestly, bought the Assassin's Creed 2 soundtrack. I, I didn't like a lot of the music in Assassin's Creed 2. I felt like a lot of it sounded um, sounded a lot like Mass Effect music. The music this in Mass Effect. This podcast is over. It's just for Kid that did the Assassin's Creed 2 soundtrack. The guy that did the Hitman games. Oh really, man? That yeah, I thought that was good. I mean, there were parts that I liked, but it, but when they started like working on like synthesizer stuff, like the futuristic sort of sounding stuff I, I felt pulled me out of mm, even though I, I fully understand where it fits in the fact that they're kind of going back and forth between that like it's the matrix yeah yeah I mean I understand that but maybe I wanted it to be all period piece I mean yeah the the, yeah. the orchestral stuff is the stuff that I really like about that yeah section. and I agree with that yeah hi um, you've been playing I think modern that's... warfare 2 on PC yeah and been having a lot of problems with cheaters bastards what yeah. On PC? Yeah. On IW no. Net? I definitely know that there are there's They cracked it? There are a lot of <laughs> there are a lot of hacks out there. Yeah, wall, yeah, wall I mean hacks, wall hacks being the most prevalent. Really? Like, yeah, and it, it's only obvious like like even in hardcore deathmatch like I told Arthur like the most obvious one was I played this hardcore deathmatch one and uh the the game winning kill was like this dude rolling around with dual magnums and he was just the whole time in slow motion shooting at this dude you never saw him he was just locked on underneath a floor like just tracing him everyone and everyone was like oh bullshit like everyone over their headsets at once was like oh my god and the guy also went like 43 and 3 come on Duh. <laughs> yeah so, yeah that that is pretty hilarious I mean it's possible to do that in that game yep. no yeah it, it totally is it's just yeah, when, once you saw it that it was like okay mm-hmm. it's not just skill well so. Infinity Ward, all of your excuses have now disappeared. Yep. And you yep. are basically a bunch of DLC trying to sell assholes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but it, you know, and beyond that, I've been playing Company Heroes, which I, which the only reason I've been playing lately is, is we found this gimmick, which they'll probably be upset that I'm giving away online. But there's this, well, I won't even tell you specifically, but there's this one map, and it's a 3v3 map, and if you're playing Allies and you're all playing American, the ga- the map is designed bad. And so there's an unequal poorly. There, poorly there's an unequal amount of fuel on the American side, and we discovered that if we do it just right, 
which is pretty easy. Like we don't even have to worry about taking the victory points because we can let those all fall and let them think they're winning. Because within our current record is five minute thirty six seconds, we can have a tank, which is like everyone rolls out with their first Sherman at five minutes thirty six seconds, and like no one by that time has any AT at all, and then you just roll on them and. By the time they by the time they're starting to deal with the first Sherman that has now entered their base and is blowing everything up, the second one rolls in, and then they're just like a constant stream of Shermans. So basically, you fucking assholes set up a game and lie in wait for people to come in. <laughs> That's fucking right, right dude. <laughs> right, you set a fucking trap for us. We tell them. We tell dudes. them beforehand. We're like, "Are you ready for fun?" Because the game's always called like, "Here comes the fun," and so it's like, and then when they join, we're like, we're like, we'll we'll start saying three two one fun and right when we say fun that's when the first sherman rolls up and they're like and you see him like <gasps> and there's this new program called Ga- like gameplay analyzer or something like that replay analyzer which like you know when you watch a replay in company heroes normally you can only see your what you type you can't see but this replay analyzer actually lets you go in see every move they made like every click every order they gave when Whoa. they gave it and it lets you see anything their team said to each other well so so some of the people I play with like to go in and look at their dialogues first time the tank shows up and they're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I have no AT, do you? No. Oh, we're fucked. I'm quitting. <laughs> you guys are assholes. I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. Yeah, five minutes, 36 seconds, the current record of how fast You also play with tank. the biggest group of fucking sore losers on the fucking internet. Are they sore? Are, are your friends sore losers? They can be sore losers at times, that's for sure. Oh, uh, man. That's like half the reason we don't play League of Legends in my mind. Is that they got tired of losing. So Now that the peasants can play. That's all I've been playing. Let's, uh, let's take a break real quick. An essay by Anthony Gallegos. I am thankful. I am thankful for all the things that have happened to me this year. Um, So last week we asked you about games that disappointed you. This time we wanted to know about things game-related and stuff that you're thankful for. In in honor of June 19th, since that's this week. Um, (laughs) uh, Wolfie75, our first commenter. I'll read you because you were first. Firsted. Uh, says I'm thankful for the return of 2.5D games. Try and Shadow Complex, Explosion Man, yeah. Trials HD. Yeah, second that, but I don't know if it's officially like the return because like Bionic Commando was last year. Re-armed. It was a remake. Yeah, true. Um, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yes, that's true. What are you guys? What are you guys thankful for? Man, uh, 
I, I would like to hear more listener comments before we oh, elaborate on. on ours. I was trying to I was trying to give myself time to find it. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> um so SDF says I'm a Oh god, I'm never mind, I'm not gonna say he was he's like I'm thankful public health care, blah 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 is out of pocket or not out of pocket, whatever. We don't need to have a health care debate. <laughs> well, um, we can as long as no, that no, no, that's not very Juneteenth. Um, <laughs> that's not very Juneteenth. <laughs> universal health care is Juneteenth. Formula One Formula <laughs> One Frank is. says, uh, I'm thankful that I lived to see the day that a video game lets you kill innocent civilians while they run away screaming. Oh, Pretty sure. But, G- I mean, that's not pretty that. sure GTA let you do that a yeah, long time ago, that, though. That that one's been breached. Um, but yeah, Naruto one eighty says, "I'm thankful for the PS3 price drop and all the good games that have come out for it and beyond." Naruto one eighty. I mean, this was is that the a year, joke? Uh, like the beyond part? Was that a joke? Oh, uh, ah, who knows, man. I mean, this is the year of Netflix, right? On the 360, that's something and that I've been extremely... And the year of Netflix on the PS3. Yeah, yeah. Now now it's on the PS3. we got to give respect. But, um, I mean, that's something that I know provided me with a lot more hours of entertainment than I thought could have. And, uh, yeah. Um, true. true. Let's see. This I is have used Angry that a lot. Panda says something a lot of people said unsurprisingly being that this was the venue that we put the question out you know our podcast it says uh i'm thankful for having a job girlfriend and our first child but he says oh congratulations congrats don't raise him wrong i am thankful for the aftermath of the egm slash one-up meltdown creating rebel fm co-op podcasts long-time listener first-time commenter you guys are great love the discussion of the n and f words (laughs) <laughs> there actually were a fair amount of comments that, that were g- glad to have heard that that conversation but um that's actually one of the things i'm thankful for is that in the aftermath of the one apocalypse which hopefully will be the last time i ever say that um it seems like most of the people that we know have more or less landed on their feet or are in the process of landing on their feet most not all though sadly so and i mean when you look at you i mean when you look at like co-op i mean those guys are are in a pretty cool spot where they, you know, have a lot of control over what they do. And I mean, they're making what they're making the show they want to make. Exactly. Uh, and I'm glad that they have that opportunity. Yep. Yep. All right. Craig K says, I'm thankful for steam's love of PC gaming. Revenue has gone up double digits in the past two years. Thanks in large part to valve's vision. It was looking like the trusty PC would be relegated to MMOs, the Sims and flash games. Now it seems that everything has changed. Most AAA titles are releasing on it and it even has its fair share of exclusives. I love playing on consoles, but I also appreciate the cocoon-like experience of having headphones and a monitor in front of my face. Yeah. I have uh, the 360 to thank for most of those games coming out on PC, just because it's so easy to port back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, Steam has done a lot. I like that Steam has encouraged a lot of companies to be more flexible with their pricing, to experiment with, with what they offer, especially with the Steam weekend sales. And, and like, uh, yeah, their sales are so ridiculous. Oh, son like, of a bitch. I just realized that Steam is probably going to do something ridiculous on Friday. I, I looked. They're not saying if they are doing anything. No, but just... right now, through Thursday, you can get Plants vs. Zombies for 5 bucks on Steam. I think Peggle is $5 on Xbox Live Arcade today, too. Yeah. Um, Crazy deals. Steam... We're thankful. Yes. Chris Davidson says, I think the greatest thing for me has been bitmob.com. 
I feel like there's this huge impenetrable wall into games journalism, especially in the current economy, so it feels kind of nice to write alongside people I look up to like Dan Shu and Greg Ford. Just being an observer kind of dulled my enthusiasm about the industry, but having my stuff recognized and getting in with that community has really revitalized my interest in games as a whole. Sorry if this comes off like a shameless plug or something, but it is genuinely my favorite game-related thing of 2009. Chris, you would know if you listen to our podcast every week, we promote BitMob anyways. We That's probably BitMob. why he sent the email, maybe. Um, and you also have the watchful eye of Jason Wilson there to, mm-hmm. to help guide you occasionally, and that is incredibly invaluable. Yeah, and BitMob, didn't they break the uh, Mercs Inc.? They did. BitMob they, did break the Mercs Inc. thing. I'm pretty sure that BitMob's it. story is what caused EA to <laughs> spill the beans on it in the first place. Yeah. Considering their fucking press release said more about the saboteur than it did about Mercs Inc. And strangely enough, it, they said nothing about the platform, which we both were debating what it might be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't even know what I'm thankful for this year. You should be thankful for copy editors. Yeah, I'm thankful. But game-related stuff, I'm thankful for working alongside like Ryan Scott. That's been pretty nice. Just because having someone that's genuinely experienced... That actually knows about doing copy that, you know, really needs to stand the test of time. I feel like there's a certain throwaway cap- like quality that a lot of people put with internet writing, even though it's even more permanent than magazines in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, having someone that used to just be so concerned about having their shit in print is nice. Working under someone like that. It's a different sort of mentality that is good to have for per- perspective. Um, oh, God. Airtard says with all the major fuck yous I as a PC gamer received this year from all kinds of publishers and developers I'm trying to I'm trying kind of hard to find something to be thankful for but I would have to say thanks to studios like Dice and of course all the wonderful Eastern European devs CD Projekt for one for giving me as a PC gamer a better selection than ever I wouldn't say than ever necessarily but and I also appreciate that most developers actually do make an effort with their PC versions these days that is true. You should be thankful for Bioware as well. Um, it's so easy to just port directly from the 360 and be done with it like Bionic, Bionic Commando did, but most devs actually implement new stuff and better graphics. I think that's admirable considering how little money PC games usually make. Agreed. Yeah. Um, uh, Xboxster says the PS3 Slim because the price and redesign is attractive enough for me to get one, which just anecdotally I've noticed like that's a common thread amongst my friends actually. Like, friends that I don't talk to that often, but because they know what I do, they think I somehow have some great insight. They're like, do you think I should get a PS3 now? I'm like, what? Like, what even brought that up? I'm like, I don't know. I saw commercials about price drop. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe? Whoop. Like, a lot of them already own 360s, though. So I tell them if it all comes down to whether or not you want those exclusives. I mean, I think at this point, that's the market that Sony is is sort of selling to, is a lot of people that already have 360s. And now Microsoft needs to figure out what market they're selling to. Yeah, I just tell them, like, it depends. Do you want all the PS3 exclusives, and do you want Blu-ray? Like, are those two things driving your decision? Otherwise, I'm like, I don't know. I'm thankful that this year it's not hard for me to recommend a PS3 anymore. It's easy for me to say that you should own a PS3. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of great Black Friday deals that include PS3 bundles. I saw, like, Walmart has a really badass one. There's some, yeah. There are quite a few. Do you feel, do you agree with Martin Penwald, Arthur? He says, I am happy that Capcom, after 10 years, finally gave us a new Street Fighter, not just some rehash or a re-re-release. 
probably talking about Super Street Fighter Turbo HD or whatever remix. Or, or Alpha. Um, or, yeah. And that it turned out as awesome as it is. Um, I am thankful that Street Fighter 4 came out and was awesome. Unfortunately, it seems like Capcom has taken that as a sign to go right back into the same habits they developed when Street Fighter 2 came out. Uh, right down to fucking the three new characters that I guess are going to be in it that are announced in Famitsu this week were Street Fighter Alpha characters, which are Guy, Cody, and Adon. Right down, and God damn it, Cody has his stupid outfit, the fucking jail outfit. Anyway, but yes, it, it was nice. I think as a fighting game fan, you should be thankful this year because there have been a lot of really great fighting games mm-hmm. coming out. And Xbox 360 owners finally got good fight sticks and good fight pads. Let's see. Calvin says, I am thankful I have a steady job since they are hard to come by right now. And then he says in all in all big letters, dick sucking warning. And he says, uh, but since it's not an ideal job, what I really am thankful for is my sanity and the people that help me keep it. Working alone for eight hours a day in silence will drive anyone insane. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't for podcasts and the people behind them, I'd be in a mental institution by now. I've come dangerously close a few times. So Anthony, Arthur, and Tyler, thanks for keeping me sane. Dick sucking completion. <laughs> I'm I, satisfied. Are you satisfied? That was a that was like a like a common thread throughout the comments. Probably ten or so, fifteen comments were generally I mean, about podcasts they're thankful for, including a life well wasted, including us, including co op. Really, why else do you think that I suggest that as our topic? <laughs> Please control for compliments. lavish praise upon us. Exactly. Um, I'm grateful for the Giant Bombcast this year. I have, honestly, the Giant. I I get sad when I've used up Giant Bombcast because I feel like I need to listen to that when I go running. Yeah, they their whole website and everything kicked off this year, didn't it? No, I mean it or, started when, last when it start? year, but it, it, just oh, it really seems last? like Giant Bomb has become more of a presence this year than they were oh, okay. last year, and it's nice to see. And I I happen to think that they have the funniest podcast that isn't ours but yeah modesty i do good think, on them good on them guys i do think that we should uh we should go around and do one more and then i'll end with a comment just because we'll keep it as a shorter podcast in the tradition of our specials anyways and i don't really feel like reading a bunch that are like i love Red wolf no god you thwart all my plans i'm thankful for those i really am um but you know i don't know who wants to just hear slavish praise upon ourselves? I don't even want to hear it. All right, Tyler. I'm thankful for, for my gaming PC. By far, all of my favorite gaming experiences this year have been on the PC. Save Battlefield 1943 on the 360. Which could have been on the PC. Yeah. I mean, definitely by far. Just the fact that I can play PC games this year because of you guys. Yeah. My number one PC gaming is the shit. That was also totally planned, so we could get more compliments. Yeah. Please, Tyler, <laughs> tell us why you're... Tell us why we're awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just... Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's my honest uh, answer. I'm really glad that we could... That not. I mean, not even us. Like, that's... I'm glad that this has provided you with that opportunity. The PCs. Anthony? Um, I think I'm pretty much thankful for the same thing that Arthur is which is that we're both employed now. Um, you know, after the layoffs and everything, finding a job in this industry, I honestly didn't think it was going to happen for a while. So it's nice that uh, I was able to be proved wrong. And uh, like I said, the biggest thing is just thankful for people that continually work with me to help me improve. 
because I don't pretend to be like you know I throw out criticism and stuff, but that doesn't mean that I think like I know everything because that's definitely not the case. So having friends that even though they aren't in this industry anymore that will help me that's a really big deal to me. Arthur, um, I'm thankful for you guys because oh, you this, had to go and fucking I, say you I did. Thing. I but I mean it's not just I mean it's just this whole like this podcast and just every opportunity that has presented itself in the midst of the shit storm that was the beginning of the year and the sort of difficulty that the year has been it's just been like somehow i i ideally am approaching the end of this year in a much better situation than i was it's true this podcast has both almost tore me and arthur's friendship apart and also brought it together in a lot of ways it's great i suppose that's one reading of it in yeah. some ways um well things involving the podcast how about that yeah so carl taylor has a has a nice little one which is why i wanted to end with his it says for my wife being 24 weeks pregnant now all i need is a game collection i can play whilst feeding the bairn at 3 a.m one-handed one-handed gaming huh it sounds like you need some wee light gun shooters <laughs> Rev. Yeah. <laughs> or you need to get yourself a baby Bjorn so you can just hang off your fucking chest. Yeah. And that way you can still use both hands. There you go. That's bro. what I would do. I know that's with what gas. you would do. Yeah. Baby Bjorn. Look into it. Love it. And then yeah. see if you could strap it to your dog so it's like <laughs> you don't even have to bring your baby to the What is it like a Saint Bernard? Like have it bring baby to you instead of fucking gin yeah. or whatever? Nah, just get one of those fucking little swing things for it and just put it up in there all day. They'll, they'll probably, and get like a little hamster thing and teach you how to lick the ball so water comes out. It'll be fine. So put milk in there instead or some shit. Don't teach your child to lick the ball. So. That won't go anywhere good. Um, I'm also thankful for the audience, both the people that like us and oh, the people that hate us. I'm actually pretty thankful for the people that hate us because it's been good to be taught how to sort of continue on in the face of virulent, unrelenting, completely unreasonable <laughs> hatred. Alright, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with a few letters. Some relationship ones too. We've been born. She's doing resting on the hours they pass her by. I'd pay attention if I thought it was worth the time. I'd tell her easy but her hands they find a way. Confusing passion for the Our first letter is from Hannah. Hannah! And I we love Hannah. the same Hannah. She, she, Hannah C, right? Yes, that is the okay, Hannah. So that's her, her last name starts with Who the we C, met so. at the meetup and whose name and face I actually remember. Oh, yeah. Um, her and Zyax. Uh, let's see. Just wanted to let you know that Zyax is from the Bay Area, isn't he? I don't know. I, I don't... I feel like he is. Anyways. You guys don't remember Rad Devin? I remember Rad Devin. And I also you mean Radabon? I also remember... <laughs> I also remember Jazz English. <laughs> So. I don't even think that guy's a fan oh, of ours. Jazz, yeah, he is jazz. You you had emailed the GameSpy, like contact us email asking for books about religion. I need you to email me at chuffmoney at eat dash sleep dash game so I can give you specific recommendations, not just the GameSpy contact us. It was a miracle I even saw that amongst <laughs> all the emails about flight sim and shit like that. Somebody, somebody else was like, D- "Do you want to fucking take this?" Yeah, it was like I just I didn't understand. It, so religion? Yeah. So. uh he says, uh, sorry, Hannah says, just wanted to let you know that I entirely blame you for the fact that I found myself spending $25 today 
on a collection of expanded universe Star Wars toys. I could be like the other moms and read People Magazine and buy shoes, but I listen to Rebel FM instead. So if I'm wandering around next year at a Comic-Con dressed like a slutty version of my WoW character, that's also your fault as well. This is all your fault, Anthony. None of this is my <laughs> fault. I don't play WoW or a particular Hannah, Star I mean, Wars I know you like just that. said you're a mom, but I can't remember if you said you were married. Preferably you are, because that's what I like. Um, <laughs> I like women who are unavailable. Yeah. I like to be a homewrecker. So, I'm just kidding. Uh, or to pine ceaselessly. <laughs> so, Ryan wrote me because he said, Dude, you were looking for relationship letters in the latest episode and totally didn't see this one I sent back in late October. I humbly resubmit it for use on your podcast. So, he says, For all those listeners out there looking for a lady to game with, I wanted to share my experience. I have been with my lady friend for over two years, and in the time she has come to accept me as a very prolific gamer. Basically, the thing to do is be as honest as possible about your gaming. Don't say you're playing poker when you're really DMing D&D. Don't wait until she is out of the house to play Mass Effect for six hours straight. If the girl you're with doesn't want to be with someone who plays a lot of video games, better she find out sooner. Also, if you're honest, she won't waste her time trying to change you or hoping you'll grow out of it. At first, my girlfriend would just make fun a lot of my gaming. Then the first time she saw me playing Rock Band, she just stared and said, You know what would really impress me? If you could play real guitar. (laughs) Ouch. Now she regularly gets 100% on hard. The first time she saw me play Plants vs. Zombies, she said, What the hell are you playing? Now this is her Zen garden. This is what her Zen garden looks like. And there's a pretty cool picture. I mean, it's it's impressive. So just like any kind of entertainment, you'll find common ground. You'll have things you can't agree on. Just don't try to force her into playing something she won't like and don't hide what you're also into. Also know that when when to put down the fucking controller because there are things you can't save and play to to play later. So that was not as much a relationship letter that came out of her advice. Sex! Just him. Just him throwing it out there. Yeah, that guy basically says everything we've tried to tell people that are like, I'm scared about people finding out about my gaming. So, I mean, honestly, like, like was that ever even like That's a point of contention you're with you and Jody? That, that your parents are going to find out that you're gay. Like, was that like something like, you like, Jody, you're about to find out that I, I fucking love video games so much I want to write about them. Nah. Nah, because at that point I was already, uh, you know, when she met me, I was already working for the free press yeah, writing, writing reviews and game stuff, right? reviews already. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she's like way into copy editing too, so she would actually help copy edit a lot of my shit. Cool. Chris writes in Chris P and he says, "Hey guys, love the podcast. Just wanted to know what your take is on accents and games. Why is it that in AC2 Ubisoft feels the need for every character to talk with an Italian American accent? I mean, yeah. obviously, resident Italians in the 15th century Florence didn't speak English; they spoke Italian. If Ubisoft wanted to break the illusion by having characters speak English, then why not just have them speak normal old English?" either speak in Italian or completely break the illusion and have them talk normal English. I, I, I think that having them speak normal, colloquial, modern English would have been distracting, whereas speaking with an Italian dialogue while not speaking entirely in Italian is a sort of middle ground that I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried playing the game in Italian, and I didn't particularly enjoy it, but I also felt like the delivery in Italian felt more wooden. Um mm. I just I think that it's a compromise because not everybody wants to read subtitles while they're yeah. playing their games. My but. yeah, my only complaint was that is that I felt a few of the voice actors weren't very good at the Italian accents, whereas I felt like some of the voice actors in the games are excellent. Nolan North's Italian accent is perfectly serviceable. Who who's Nolan North? Uh he's Ezio. Oh no no that's yeah, he's totally fine. Yeah. But he's also better known for uh, fucking Uncharted, and that's yeah. that's the thing oh. that distracted me about un- about Assassin's guy. Creed is that 
I kept for the first hour or two. I was like, "Why the fuck am I listening to Nathan Drake hmm. speak with an Italian accent?" So uh, Corey writes in, and this is something that if you guys have a good answer for, I think you should. And you guys, meaning the listeners, you should chime in about it in the the comment thread for this podcast. He says, "Is there any way to meet up with other listeners of the Rebel FM podcast? I got several good friends, but none of them are hardcore gamers like myself. I figure if I could find someone who lives near me." Or who is a fan of your podcast? It'd be the best way to get to know, to best way I I know to get along. Blah, 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 blah. You want to start over? Oh, that, no. that sentence. I figure. Yeah, sorry. I figure I could find someone who lives near me who's a fan of your podcast. It would be the best way to know I'd get along with them. Not only is it a podcast about video games, it's a podcast about good video games, and you guys are hosts with moral values very similar to my own. If you could read this on the air, and anybody living. In the Lexington, Kentucky area, could message me on Oof. Xbox Live Gamer Tag, Poobone, P O O B O N E. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> That's an awesome tag. Yeah, it is a pretty good name. I'm surprised I like that. that hasn't been banned. He says, I'm 24 <laughs> and married, a big fan of games in general, especially Halo, Half Life, Silent Hill universes. So if anyone out there is looking for a friend, message me, which leads me to an additional comment. For an upcoming game club, you guys should play Halo 1 or Silent Hill 2. Thanks a lot, uh, guys. Maybe Poobone. start a Facebook group. Yeah. Dude, Poobone, if you wanted to take the lead and start a Rebel FM Facebook group, I would join. There, I think there is already a Rebel FM Facebook group or an Eat Sleep Game Facebook group. But hopefully we... we which I'm not a member of because I don't use Facebook. We helped you find some uh, some pals, man. I hope so. I tweeted a little bit this week. You saw that? I did. Um, some tweets. <laughs> I didn't because you're not doing it enough. <laughs> I So... Uh, Michael writes in with a really simple letter. He says, I'm 30 and feeling nostalgic for the video game magazines of my youth. What's a good magazine to subscribe to? I hear good things about Edge, but it's pretty expensive. Is it considered the best video game magazine available? Uh, it depends who you ask. I think it's probably one of the best, if not the best, at this point. I, um, It's kind of highbrow, so if that's where your tastes lie, then I think that Edge is appropriate. I think but Play that- is also good. Play is a... play is good at covering games in development. Um, I don't particularly put a lot of stock in plays reviews. I would be very interested if I was you to uh, maybe get a subscription to Game Pro in the next year. Yeah, John check Davison out now is... that John's there in charge. Mm-hmm. There could be some really good stuff coming out of there. And like as uh, you know, it's not the greatest magazine, but a lot of times the the best exclusives go to Game Informer. I mean, I everybody at this point probably has an, a subscription to Game Informer yeah. that would ever have a subscription to Game Informer. I, right. I never got my Epic Mickey, ever. And then when I got the new Epic the Fell. new covers, right. did, have you you seen the new covers? Right, the yeah, they're good. Except I got the worst one, which is the fucking GTA Three. Oh, I haven't seen the new. Um, so this is a relationship letter. This is a real one, though. This isn't like the last one where the guy just told us good things. So basically, this is just to make sure that that douchebag in the comments unsubscribed. Yeah. Harry writes in and he says, I'm currently a sophomore in high school and have had all of a half a girlfriend my entire life. When I say half a girlfriend, I don't mean I I don't mean I dated an amputee (laughs) or something weird like that. Hey, (laughs) they're apotemnophiles, man. That's the second. He says, I mean that we went out on two or three dates and made out for five minutes. As it turns out, I was the rebound guy for her. And as such, was quickly tossed aside when she realized that I was not, in fact, liked by her. Time went on, and we didn't speak much, but as she is now in my acting and directing class, we have started talking again, and I have found myself quite infatuated by her, despite her seemingly constant insult 
whenever we talk on the interwebs. As it is the interwebs, I am unsure of how these are to be read, and in real life she seems quite neutral towards me. Before this girl and I hooked up, the most I had kissed a girl was for play, for was for a play. Um, I did this being a senior when I was a freshman, and she had some very nice titties. <laughs> you just had to read that part, didn't you? It's so funny. Yeah, man. Um, so what should I do about this girl? Should I continue my pursuit or just cut it off in case it ends up like the first time? Well, this guy's in, in the drama department. He's in theater arts, right? So she, apparently. So she, I'd say whatever. Don't even pursue anything. You're in drama. Like, wait till your senior year. You're going to have had gotten it on with half of the girls in there. <laughs> anyway, if it's anything like my drama experience. Really? <laughs> Honestly. Man, dude, I hope Jody listens to honestly, this Honestly, dude, I would, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would just not talk to her. Like, or like, play, play the hard to get rolling. If she comes back around, yeah. then kick it to her. And if she doesn't. That's always hard, though, when it seems like a girl is sort of interacting well online I know, but and you then came... she plays fucking hot and cold with you in person. Yeah, I, know. I recently had that happen with somebody. But motherfucker, just... Harry, you came to us, and that is my advice. Right. To play the hard to get roll. It's going to be hard. Relieve steam the way you got to relieve steam and just stay the course. And plus, I mean, it's classic. Like, I mean, people say... Dating like, advice from George Bush. Stay the course. But like, people... Stay the course. Guys and girls alike love a chase. No matter what, all you have to do, buddy, flip the script. Yeah, she's the, the one tables. playing hard to get. Now you play hard to get. Mm-hmm. People love a chase. And next time when you I make out chases. with her for five minutes, tell her you're not into her. Booyah. Be like, man, I kissed someone better last Just week. Just do, do us all a favor and cover your boner when you say it. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't work. Don't stand And please up. write us up with the follow-up. Um, Anthony M. writes in and says, Dear Anthony, Arthur, and Tyler, some friends and I are wondering if you're going to be at PAX East Coast, which a lot of people have asked. But more importantly, uh, I am. We don't know about the rest of everyone. Seems like it might. At this point, I'm um, pretty sure I'm going. Is there any advice you can give to first-time convention goers? None of us are press or insiders or anything, just lifelong gamers. And this is our first time going to a gaming convention. What's the best way to approach guys like yourself who we're fans of about, without seeming like crazy fanboy types. Um, just approach us. Most yeah. everyone approached us at PAX. It was fine. Some of them we ended up even just like spending the day with a yeah, lot of times. Just hanging out. So, um, just don't, don't, act, don't act weird. No, I mean, just, just <laughs> recognize that, the, that these people are like, once, once you're like sitting where we are, like not to make a seem like we're sitting in ivory tower, but I'm saying like you realize that everyone is just normal people. Like when I first got a job at 1UP, I was so intimidated by people like Shane. Nowadays, I really Shane's just a dude. He's just a dude like everyone else. With glorious biceps. So, um, and the one thing I would say if you're going to go like to the first time convention is like, try and see everything. Have a good time. Do not consume an excessive amount of caffeinated beverages. Sleep. You should make it a vacation, but don't make it something where you feel like you got to get every minute out of it. That you feel like you're just going from appointment and- to appointment, like. You mean thing to panel thing. to panel? Panel to panel, like all that just takes Just really time. figure out which, which panels are important to you and make it a point to get there early for those. Otherwise, just see the games. And spend time laying in the beanbags playing DS with random people. Everyone there has a DS. You flip it open and say download games. Like There's always something to download and play with. Where's PAX East taking place? In Boston. I'm not sure, though. So I, I just think, you know... It'll be, it's really fun, but take time to enjoy other gamers around you. Like one of the best things I had when I went to PAX before I was involved in press was, uh, chilling in the line before they even let us in. And, you know, just, I, I, it, you end up because you're in line for like four hours before, you know, like that's how we did. Cause we were kind of crazy, but we ended up making buddies with the dudes around us 
inevitably we might sit there and end up talking with the guys next to us about Warhammer or our favorite games. You know, there's just a lot of opportunities there to make friends with cool people, even if they're superficial friends for that day. It's just like an experience. Also, try to get some fucking sleep, or you'll be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, make time. it a vacation. Don't take things like don't think I can't sleep. Sleep, eat well, do not drink a bunch of caffeine. Like, just enjoy yourself. Like, it should be a vacation. You guys got to treat it like a vacation. There's else. not going to be anything there that you won't be able to play a fair as soon enough afterwards that you need to fucking and if you want to see certain panels like any of the larger ones like the keynote or any of the Tycho and gabe like art panels you got to get in line at least two hours early if not sooner depending that's my advice to you and get your mac game ready because that's where you could find hot gamer girls it's true you can boyfriends (laughs) sometimes virtually every fucking cute girl at pax was there with a chuddish guy in tow. If you are not a cu- if you are a cute girl and you are not going to Paxis with a boyfriend and you are over the age of twenty one, <laughs> you can email me. All these modifiers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know. have to be hot though. I, I said cute. I don't want hot. I, I settle for cute. Settle. <laughs> settle. Sorry. So, anyways, you can find me at uh, at twitter dot com slash chef money as well as my writing at GameSpy. Dot com and you can hear me on the Game Spider briefings each week with Ryan Scott. You can find Tyler at uh, at Twitter dot com slash dirty t and also on GameSpy dot com doing news. Arthur, <laughs> you can find me at Twitter dot com slash a e g i e s. I was on co op this week for the Assassin's Creed two fucking fellatio, fellatio extravaganza. Uh. I, an entire episode just all Assassin's Creed 2 and that was only like half of our conversation uh, and I also write for TeamXbox.com um, last but not least you should listen to our fellow Hammersuit Partners podcast the Mobcast at BitMob.com the Geekbox at Geekbox.net and uh, I'm sitting here spacing and and uh, you should also go to Area5.tv and listen to co-op or watch co-op rather because it's a video show but you can be also found at revision3.com slash co-op I will also be on the GameSpy debriefing this week I just remembered yeah you will subscribe to our podcast review us positively dig us if you see fit and all that good shit and if you're gonna complain about relationship letters don't yeah sorry it's a shorter show this week but it's a special before we all do Thanksgiving things so uh have a good Juneteenth we'll see y'all next week well, all I really want to do is love you I can't much closer than friends use But I still can't say it after all we've been through And all I really want from you is to feel me As the feeling inside keeps building And I will find a way to you if it kills me If it kills me If it kills me I think it might kill me And all I really want from you is to feel me It's a feeling inside that keeps building And I will find a way to you if it kills me If it kills me, it might kill me